read God's word together. And I'll be reading out of the New King James Version. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. For our visitors, let me give a quick review. This all started back in Exodus chapter 3, where Moses had his encounter with God at the burning bush. And as he approached that burning bush, a voice out of the bush said, Take off your shoes, for you're standing on holy ground. And then Moses realized that he was in the presence of God. And God spoke to Moses God commissioned Moses to go back to Egypt and lead his people out of Egypt back to the promised land that he had given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But Moses made excuses. He did his best to talk God out of sending him back to lead Israel. So... Moses said, if I go back there, what am I going to tell the people? What, what's your name? And God told him, my name is I am that I am. Tell the people that I am has sent you. The I am, as you all remember in Chinese, is um, which means Eternally self-existent God. That's who he was. And in the Hebrew, Yahweh, I am, has sent you. Now let us fast forward over to the New Testament. 
The Gospel of John has a unique construction that in the Gospel of John, it presents Jesus as the unique I am. The same I am who appeared to Moses. How do we know that? Well, uh, there, it, it would take a whole sermon to, to explain all of that. But, but in chapter 8, you remember Jesus was debating with the Pharisees, talking to the Pharisees. And uh, they said, Jesus said to them, I am before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am. And all of the Pharisees, they fell back to the ground, and then they picked up stones and they wanted to stone him. Why? Because Jesus, in saying, I am, had used that sacred name of Yahweh that was so sacred to the Jews. And so... John, in his gospel, used a Greek construction, two words, ego, I, me. Ego means I am. I, me means I am. Put the two together and you have an emphatic I am. And that was the word that Jesus used to the Jews that so upset them and made them want to stone him to death. And throughout the Gospel of John, John used that same phrase, ego, I, me, to reveal who Jesus is. And we've already looked at and, and preached on several of those. Uh, John chapter 6, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Ego, I, me, the bread of life. Then I am the light of the world and uh, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, and uh, I am the true vine. We've already c covered those. Today we come to John chapter 14. And in John chapter 14, in verse 6, and, and this is such a precious passage that we have read this morning, and it would be impossible for us to cover it all, but we're going to just look at verse 6. Jesus said in verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus said, I am the way. The way is a path. The way is a way to go to a certain destination. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, in your bulletin, the title for the sermon was, The Great I Am, The Way. Uh, and my intention was to just cover the first of these three. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And probably just cover the way. But we'll see. If we get to the if I have the, the gift of Brother Steve, he amazes me how much territory he can cover in Sunday school. Us long-winded preachers have problems with that. So you'll, you'll forgive me if we don't finish the, the verse. 
But what Jesus is saying is that life is full of choices. And uh, we have to make the right choices. Now, a lot of those choices are just ordinary, mundane things like getting up this morning and uh, deciding what I'm going to wear. Now, you can see I'm wearing this sort of dark bluish suit. Now, it hangs in my closet with several other suits and sport coats. Now, this is my oldest suit. And I chose it today because I wanted you to appreciate it. Uh, it's probably 30 years old at least. And it's a little snug. Y'all will forgive that. Because I was a little more, as we say in Chinese, miao tiao when I bought it. But then, of course, I've got to have a shirt to go with it. And um, for some reason, I decided yellow was the, the color to go with today. But I have a bright yellow shirt, solid yellow. And then I have this shirt that's got yellow, little tiny yellow checks with bigger blue squares in it. And I decided that's the shirt to wear today. But which tie am I going to wear? Well, I could go no tie, as most of you have decided. But this, and, and I'm not criticizing anybody for not wearing a tie. But this tie is probably 25 years old. It's one of my favorite ties. It's out of style. But I like it. Now, those were choices that I made that are not important. I could have chosen any other coat or suit or shirt or tie. It wouldn't have mattered. But there are other choices that are much more important, like uh, who are you going to marry or what is going to be your choice of a career. Uh, we had conversations this week with Joanna and Rebecca they're over in Taiwan, and we're here, and Barbara brings up on her laptop, and we can talk to them and even FaceTime them, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's kind of amazing. But uh, when, when you get our age, you shouldn't have to be worrying about what your children's career is going to be or who they're going to marry or all that kind of stuff. But that's the position we're in. So we're counseling them from long distance. And uh, y'all don't tell them I brought them into this. But there is a choice. And Jesus said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way. Now, this is a, a subject that he covered very thoroughly in uh, John chapter 10, he said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Back over in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, he says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, 
And narrow is the way that leads to life. Excuse me, I turned too many pages. And broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. And so we have this choice, the choice of ways, roads, doors, that will lead us to eternal life. And... Um, so Jesus gives us the choice of choices. He says, I am the way. In the Greek, it is not a way. You have the definite article, meaning Jesus is the one and only way to salvation. Because down in, later in that verse, he says, no man comes to the Father except through me. And that is the way. John Oxenham wrote a poem. The title of the poem is The Ways. And I think he must have been thinking of what Jesus said when he wrote the words to this poem. Here it is. He said, To every man there openeth a way and ways and a way. And the high soul climbs the highway. And the low soul gropes the low. And in between, on the misty flats, the rest drift to and fro. But to every man there openeth a highway and a low. And every man decideth the way his soul shall go. And so Jesus said, I am the way. And that is the choice that every single person must face. Will we choose the right way? Because there are two ways. There are two roads. Jesus said there's the broad way. There is the narrow way. The broad way leads to destruction. The narrow way leads to eternal life. And Jesus said enter in at the narrow way. For it leads to life. And Jesus said, I am the way. Now, the reason we have a door, a gate, is because there's a fence. I grew up on the farm, as most of you know. And uh, growing up on the farm, we had cattle, we had cows. Uh, and uh, the barn and the pen back in the back. Now, we didn't want the cows just roaming around all over the neighborhood anywhere they pleased. So between the house and uh, the cows, the barn, and the rest of the farm, there was a fence. And uh, that becomes a problem. How are we going to get from the house to the cow pen? Are we going to have to 
open a gate every time? Are we going to have to go through some kind of ridiculous whatever to, to get through? You see, my, my dad was just a farmer. But he, and I don't think he invented this. I don't know where he came up with the idea. But between our house and the barn, there was the fence. And he put a special type of gate in that fence so that we could go from our house to the barn. Now, let me try to explain this, this gate. The gate was made up of four posts. Three of the posts made a V. And then in the center of those two wider posts, there was another post. And uh, then the fence connected to both of the center posts. You, are you following me? <laughs> okay. And uh, so us two-legged animals could, could easily walk through the V to where we needed to go. The cows are four-legged, and they couldn't negotiate the turn. So that made it possible for us, the gate, for us to go where we wanted to go. Now, that's a simple illustration, but God knew because of our sin, God is a holy God. When, when Moses appeared to the burning bush, God said, take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. And one thing the Bible reveals is that God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. And the other thing that the Bible reveals is that we are sinners. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Wherefore is by one man sin entered the world. Death by sin, so death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. Isaiah 64, 6. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And so... We have a problem. God is our creator. God is our God. But how? Because he is holy and, and we're sinful. And, and, and God cannot be in the presence of sin. So how do we get to where God is? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so that's the reason Jesus said, I am the way. <clears throat> because he is the only avenue, the only way that we can get to God. So there's a wall, a barrier between God and man. There is a wall of separation. There is a wall of alienation because when Adam and Eve, there in the Garden of Eden, when they disobeyed God and they took of the forbidden fruit, they sinned. They alienated themselves from God. They separated themselves eternally from God unless, unless they accept the remedy that God has made and provided for us. 
And so Jesus Christ, as he spoke to his disciples, they had just left the upper room when they celebrated the Passover. And they had come down and uh, Jesus was giving his last discourse, his last teaching to his disciples. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. Not a way. I am the way. Jesus Christ is unique. He is the only way to God. Now, one of the problems we face as Christians in the world, even here in America now, we have an interaction between so many cultural and ethnic groups and different religions. Uh, when you leave this church, you may pass a, a mosque or a Hindu temple or something, some other religion, and, and, and we face this problem because there is only one way. Now, in our many years in Taiwan, one of the, as we would try to witness to people, perhaps the most common response we would get was that every religion leads to heaven, which is one way of saying, you know, all roads lead to Rome. Well, all religions lead to heaven. And... Uh, Jesus said, that's not true. I am the way. I am the only way to God. Now, there are a lot of things that separate people. Uh, we have uh, different races. We have different languages. Uh, this morning, uh, Brother Steve surprised me by speaking some Spanish. I didn't know he had that gift. <coughs> Um, and uh, I spoke a little Chinese to you a little bit earlier. Um, religions are different. Culture, class, money, and um, <clears throat> a lot of things. Our, our personal temperaments kind of separate us. One of my biggest problems is that I was born an introvert. Do you all know what an introvert is? <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> that keeps me from interacting with a lot of people that I would like to interact with, but it just won't work for me. So y'all forgive me if I don't hug like everybody else hugs and, and all of this kind of stuff. We have these things that separate us. But I'm glad this morning that Jesus is the way. And one of these days when we all get to heaven, I'm going to be as extroverted as the next person. 
and uh, I'm, you know, going to hug everybody. It, and if y'all want to hug my neck, that's fine, you know. Uh, it's just, uh, and I keep bringing up Brother Steve because he teaches Sunday school and so forth. He keeps bragging about how introverted he is. I don't know how we're going to settle this. Who's the biggest introvert? <clears throat> uh, but uh, anyway, both of us, when we, when, when we get to heaven, we won't have that problem anymore. But uh, the wall separates us. The wall that is sin. And uh, created by our sin keeps us from God. Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2. Behold the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, your sins have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. That's the problem we have. So God wants us to enter the narrow gate. It's not easy, but it's the only way. Jesus said, I am the way. The devil is just as busy trying to herd us into his kingdom and keep us in his kingdom so that we won't know the truth and we won't know the true way, the only way. Um, when I was growing up, our family had, didn't have much of a library. And so the books in the library, several of them, one of them was about the Lone Ranger. And uh, another one was, did any of you ever hear of Frank Buck? No? Never heard of Frank Buck. Anyway, it was a book by or about Frank Buck. Frank Buck was a wild game hunter, and he would go to Africa and Southeast Asia, and he would capture animals and bring them back to the zoo. And one of the animals that uh, he would capture were elephants. Well, now, an elephant is a big dude. How in the world are you going to get, catch an elephant? <clears throat> but um, they would build this, <clears throat> in the middle of the jungle, they would build this big stockade. And then a gate, a door to the stockade. And they would fan out from the door walls made out of heavy logs for a good distance and then they would have the natives who would uh, get behind the elephant herd and they would drive them banging on buckets or whatever and uh, the elephants would run away from the clanging of the buckets they couldn't see the walls way out here. And they kept running away until finally they get to that narrow opening. And then it's too late for them to turn back. 
And so they run into the stockade and they're trapped. That is the story of mankind, of humankind. Because Satan has this broad way, this wide gate. And that he is using every machination that he can, every possible method that he can to hurt us to destruction. Away from the way, the truth, the life. And so many are still like that herd of elephants. We're running, living, but we do not for what? Until we come to that day when it's too late. When we're lying on our deathbed or whatever tragedy might befall, and it's too late. But it's so easy. Jesus said, I am the way. He is the right way. He is the only way that we can come to God. Because he said again, I am the door. By me, if any man he enter in, he shall be saved. He said in 1 Timothy 2, 5, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. A mediator is a go-between. A mediator is someone who resolves conflict. And we have the conflict with God because we're a sinner and God is holy. And how are we going to come to God into the very presence of God? We need a mediator. It happens all the time in life. I've told you this story before. The last church that we worked with over in Taiwan and uh, got started was the Ping Lin Church out on the eastern suburbs of the city of Taichung where we lived. And um, we bought a piece of land there. And uh, we planned to build a church building on that land that could be a light for God in that community. There was one problem. On the property was a public toilet. We assumed when we bought the land with our Western mindset when we bought the property, the land, everything on the land belonged to us. 
including the toilet. So in preparation for building a church building, we hired one of these Chinese, call it guiso, uh, one of these big demolition machines. I don't know what you call them in English. And uh, he came and he started hammering at that toilet. And he had made about two or three licks at the roof of that toilet. And people started, it was right next to a, a market. And people started coming out of the woodwork. I mean, just, and they said, you can't tear our toilet down. And we debated, we reasoned. They said no. Of course, the bottom line was they wanted money. But we negotiated. And so the way we negotiated was we found the village chief. And we talked to him. He talked to them. We finally had a meeting face-to-face. And we agreed how much money we would pay them to let us tear down the toilet. Well, actually, we didn't tear it down. We uh, agreed uh, that the toilet would stand there if we could just go ahead and build our church building. So through the uh, skill of our architect, he was able to design a building where we were able to build a church building there. And the toilet still stands. But the church stands taller. But the village chief was the one who made it possible for us to come to an agreement. Well, God is offended by our sin. God is a holy God. And God says, you cannot come into my presence unless you accept the mediator that I have sent. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. You see, that is the key Jesus Christ came into this world. He lived among us. He lived a perfect life. And he finally died on the cross so that you and I can be not alienated from God, not separated from God, but that we could be reconciled to God. We could be joined to God. We could be united with God. And that is the wonderful, wonderful truth that we have today. Jesus Christ, the perfect man who was God in the flesh died for us. Today, I don't know your heart. I don't know if you have made that choice not of what shirt or tie or whatever to, to wear, 
not even of your career or your marriage partner, but your life choice of where you're going to spend eternity because Jesus made it very clear. If you enter in the narrow way, the narrow gate, it leads to life. But if you stay on that broad road, it leads to destruction. And every one of us have to make that choice. And just like my my dad's gate, you could only go through one at a time. You may have grown up in a family, a Christian family. Your parents are Christians. They're faithful in going to church. But you have never made that personal commitment of yourself and your life to God through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. You've never received Jesus Christ into your heart. And there has to be that time, that day, that place when you do that. And I would pray that today might be the day, the time when you would do that. May God help you today to make that choice. Brother Dennis is going to come and lead us in our hymn of invitation. I pray that God will, what number, Brother Dennis? 355. Jesus paid it all. And uh, will you stand with me as we have this hymn of invitation? Before we sing, let's pray. Father, thank you that Jesus Christ paid it all for us. Thank you that he died on the cross, that we might be reconciled to you that we might come to you through Jesus Christ, who is the way, the only way. And I pray that they would, in their heart, just turn their lives over to you today and invite Jesus to come into their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 355.